0: cliffcentral.com
1: Yo. Chisampama by Sinyaka. Those are for those of us that are old school. Uh, that is uh, Chisampama uh, the version by Tlox Lepara featuring Senyaka. Uh Welcome San Buonani to uh, to Frankly Speaking on Cliff Central, 9 to 10 a.m., I'm still flying solo. Andrew Levy is still out of town, um, which means it's my, me, myself, and I having a conversation with very fascinating people. Um, today we're discussing... Um, we're continuing with the series, What Does It Mean to Be Black? But uh, on, over the past three episodes, we focused on what it means to be black at an individual level. Uh, this time around, we're going to be focusing and moving the conversation towards what does it mean to be black at an organizational level? We hear of BEE companies black empowerment companies we hear of uh, the black management forum we hear of the black business council but what does it mean at the heart of it to be a black business. Is it just about ownership or does it have something to do with also the culture? Last week, uh, we heard from our guests that uh, blackness is about more than just uh, the skin color. It's about race. It's about a shared history. So today, we have guests who are going to try and help us understand and dig deeper into the idea of what it means to be a black organization. Joining us right now from Cape Town is uh, the president of the Association of Black Securities, uh, and investment professionals, uh, Ms. Trifosa Ramano. uh, and then later on, we've got uh, the vice president of the Black Business Council, uh, Sandy Lezungu, joining us. But let's let's jump right into it. By the way, uh, if you want to join us, you can, or if you want to make a comment, you can join us on Twitter, uh, tweet me at Rory Shabalala, or you can uh, send us a WeChat message at cliffcentral.com, right? So I've done everything that I needed to do, including paying homage to Black Coffee there with Chisampama. Let's get the show on the road. Uh, good morning, Trifosa. Uh,
0: good morning, uh, Bulelani. It's Bulelani.
1: No, this is Rory Sang. How are oh, you? I'm
0: sorry, oh, uh, <laughs> I thought I was still with uh, I'm very good, thank you. Thank you
1: very much. Bulelani is our wonderful producer who's put this together. Um, okay. We believe you are joining us from the airport. Thank you so much for joining us before your flight. Um, yes,
0: uh, I'm boarding in. Mm.
1: I, hope, I hope that you're up for a tough conversation because for the past three weeks, we have had people coming into studio. We've asked them a very simple question. What does it mean to be black? And we yeah. leave the conversation more confused than when we came into the conversation. So you, <laughs> as the president of the Association of Black Securities and Investment Professionals, what does it mean to be black?
0: I think um, we need to contextualize it first from an individual level, as you have been doing throughout uh, the last two weeks. Uh, being black is not a choice. We don't have. We didn't choose to be black. we were born, and we are where we are now. But uh, basically, you, we, if, if you have a choice, you have freedom. Okay. Mm. So without choice, you don't have a freedom. So what happens is that now as an organization, what we did in 1995, we realized that we're just getting into new democracy. But in getting to new democracy, we won the political battle. Then the key issue is that here we are, we are black now. We are educated, okay? Mm, mm. We have a choice. The atmosphere provides us with a choice. So what do we choose to be? We choose to be to excel in whatever we want to excel, but how do we help each other? That's when we had to form the organization of APSID. But as APSID, you just try to highlight, to say, here I am, I am a I am black, I'm a chartered accountant, i am qualified like everybody else, but why does this become so difficult for me to do certain things, okay? Mm. Not that I can't do, but mm. simply because of that skin color that I didn't choose uh, 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 to be, why does it become difficult? Then as an organization, we're trying to create that awareness uh, to say, being black does not necessarily mean you are inferior, doesn't mean you are not competent, but you are the same as any other person. You can actually compete like any other person, you can run like any We are all human beings, okay? Mm. Mm-hmm. That gives us an opportunity. So as an organization, we're trying to instill that and try to support each other, even from an emotional level. We say, we still have a long way in this country because of, in the past, things have been classified according to race, color, whatever, all of those things. Yes. But now we just say, we want to move on, give us an opportunity. As an organization, we're working as a lobby group to try and instill the fact that black people can do it.
1: Trifosa, now, the, the constitution of ABSIP defines black simply as African, Indian, and colored. Um, yeah. and I hear, you know, in, in what you're explaining that it, it's about this thing that you didn't choose, your color. Um, but Steve Biko had a different view, one in which blackness was about more than just a racial group. Uh, he, he, yeah. I think he described it more even as a mental attitude. Um, why have you chosen to seemingly limit the definition of blackness simply to, uh, the color and not to a mental attitude. Is it not the case that there are some people walking around in black skins but perpetuating what m- one might call non black uh, uh, agendas?
0: I think what we, when we started the organization, we had to start from somewhere. Mm. And then we look at how black was defined in terms of the documentation. And you actually look at people who have been previously discriminated against.
2: Okay. Mm.
0: And when you look at that, then you have to classify yourself as a group and we use uh, what was uh, defined in the documentation of the country. Because this is what defines to be black. It must be black, colored, African, and Indian in that. Yeah. Mm. Mm.
1: And uh, so if you think about... Um beyond the skin color. Is there anything oh. beyond the, the black skin color that defines a black professional? Is there, is there something more, to use the words of Obenewa Abonsa, um, something more than just our color, but um, even just the, the substance of blackness that goes beyond just the skin color that you try and advocate within the organization or it, indeed amongst the investment professionals? I
0: think with the investment professionals, we advocate to say uh, being black, firstly, is something that you didn't choose, okay. Mm. But attitude, you choose, okay. Mm. You choose mm. to be mean. You choose to be very good. You choose to say, I, "I grew up in a much uh, a privileged uh, environment, and in that privileged environment, I don't have to be associated." with a pastor who comes from the township, mm. that is a choice that you make, okay? Yeah. And then we say, bar the choice, okay? Because that's part of the freedom. Mm. This is where we are. This is our grouping. We will advocate for those that want to move forward, okay? Mm. But if you choose not to be part of us, it's your choice. But you're not going to define what you should be doing, what you should not be doing. And that is why you see, even in organizations, we always advocate to people to say, in organizations, some people occupy positions, okay, uh, and then they occupy those positions simply because uh, uh, of the the laws that we had and all of those things. Mm. But as well, it's because of their competencies as well. And they also forget that they didn't just get there. If people did not fight before that, they didn't just get there purely by that competence. Otherwise, we would not be in this organization.
2: Mm. But when they
0: are there, they forget, okay. Mm. Because no men exist in an island. They forget that I've been put in there to push a particular agenda over and above my competency level. But they forget where they're coming from.
1: What is it that you would want them to remember as black people in those organizations? So, what I'm hearing you say is that there must be, there must be something distinct about the way that they lead. There must be something distinct about the way that they make decisions that indicates that they understand that there is a broader agenda to be pursued there. What, what is it that, what are the types of things that we'd want to see practically to say, you know, this person has not forgotten? I
0: think practically, when you are being put into those positions, Yes, one, you're expecting a lot. You must compete like any other person, okay? Number two, don't forget where you're coming from. So you need to make sure that you bring along the others. Sometimes people are happy to be the only black in the boardroom, the only woman in the boardroom, the only, 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 anyone suffering from that mm. So you need to actually make sure that you bring along, you mentor the young people, you advocate in that position. Of course, you're holding the position of power. Use that position of power to actually advocate to say equality, let's mentor, let's bring, let's change the grouping of the organizations, okay? Mm. So many people forget about that and they don't do that because if you are sitting in that position, you can change the policy of the organization. You can do the consultation because you have the voice that people can listen and you also have the power. But people, most of the time, they forget it and that is after 20 years, you still talk in the same language.
1: That, that's very, I think that's, that's the nub of my, my concern is that if you listen to young black people and why they leave corporates in droves, it's not so much that my manager is black or my manager is white, but it is more the culture within those organizations. Now, do you expect it? And as, as, as the Association of Black Investment Professionals, have you defined, uh, a black culture uh, a culture an organizational culture that is accommodating to black uh individuals or one that that allows black people to to thrive um, is that is that part of the type of conversations that you have or is it simply just about putting a person there who is going to make decisions that are based on not non blackness so to say
0: we haven't defined it, but what the way we look at it because we we believe because we are a voluntary organization, okay? Mm. And in that voluntary organization, we have a common purpose. And in that common purpose, we think that when somebody is appointed in a particular position, they understand, that's why we come, we support you. They understand what is the bigger agenda that we want to push. We want to make sure that in organization, we are representative of a demographic of this country. We are united. We must be one, one thing. But at the same time, don't forget your young young brothers and sisters behind Continue with that particular sort of idea. So we haven't defined it as an organization in writing, but it's within the DNA and the expectation that when you get there, you should be able to to drive that force. I'll give you an example about myself. Every organization that I have been, I've always tried to advocate to say, this is my position of power. We have a policy of this and this and this. And from there on, as you push that, that agenda, and then what you call it the right consultative processes, and organization change the public uh, because of that.
1: Is there such a thing as a black management culture? Do you think? Or is there just a generic culture? Because we, we tend to adopt some organizational practices and the way we do things in organizations. And we assume that, uh, they are not there. They are lacking in a cultural background, but, uh, they're actually shaped by the fact that corporates are dominated by white males, for example. Um, is there black management culture where a black person, Triforza, can walk in and fundamentally change the way that people are led, people are Interacted with uh, people and d- the way decisions are made, uh, tapping into her blackness, so to speak.
0: I think uh, that, that we should look at organization in, in the way that what does organization try to do. But culture is evolved. Uh, it depends who is leading. Who are the people that are leading at a particular sort of organization. So, for example, when you get to an organization, you adapt to its culture. But it does not necessarily mean you must change yourself. Some of the rules, for example, when you look at some of the policies, we know as black people that when there's a death in the family, okay, Uh, and it's a a very close family member, the mourning process takes a long time, okay? Mm. And the policies in organization, you've got family leave of three days, and then the rest is your, 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 your annual, annual leave. So you need, when you, when, when, when you work on those policies, you need to be able to say, to management, understand certain dynamics in the culture of the community. Mm. That if if if, if 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 my mother dies and I'm working on a project, I don't expect you to call me to say, where is that project? Mm. Okay? Mm. Because I'm in a morning protest. So those are some of the things that we sensitize. This is why in organizations, they work on programs that call cultural diversity because we don't understand where we are coming from and how we interact with each other is based on the fact that I don't know who you are, I'm just asking. you're here, you have to adapt. It's either you do it our way or you you get out of the door, but it doesn't have to be like that. We have to understand each other at an individual level, so where I come from, because it has an impact in terms of my performance in the organization.
1: Mr. Ramano, the twenty sixteen twenty seven Four Investment Managers B Economic Survey notes that of the eight point nine trillion rand of assets under management um, within your sector, um, only four point six percent of those are managed by black asset managers. Now, yeah. obviously, that is a very pitiful proportion of the broader yeah. pie. Um, so, black man- black asset managers are essentially responsible for allocating four hundred and eight billion rand worth of yeah. of capital. Is there anything in the manner in which these assets are allocated, though, as little as they might be in the broader proportion, there's still $408 billion. A lot can be done with that. Um, is there anything in the way in which asset allocation decisions are made by those asset managers that indicates their, 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 their understanding or their pushing of a black agenda? Or do they simply perpetuate the same things uh, that the or- other organizations that are non-black uh, perpetuate?
0: I think probably that requires a different uh, time to discuss, because that's a long topic. The key issue is that the problem is that we have gatekeepers, okay?
2: Mm.
0: And the gatekeepers will always give the money to people that they know. Mm. Sometimes there are many black companies who have been performing number one, number two throughout for the last 10 years, okay? Mm. But when it comes to allocation, they are not being considered in there. Other things that can make it to make sure that it is proportional is to change the law. Make it a licensing issue. The mining charter makes the licensing issue. If you don't have 26%, you don't get your mining license. I think the same thing would in the financial services industry. Make it a licensing issue. Okay? Because to get that financial services board license, you need to meet this minimum requirements. Because voluntarily to say uh, you can... Be conscious about it. You can uh, do it properly. Unfortunately, you can't achieve all of those things in ten years. Ten years is a lot of time. We so just have to actually make sure that you
1: go with a licensing but before, before we let you go, I know we 've got one minute left with you. Uh, okay. that is of course at the point at which uh, the asset owners give the asset managers a mandate, but at the point at which the asset managers make decisions about where they're going to invest that money, most of those decisions are made in favor of the untransformed jse companies that we we still complain about. Uh, to oh. what extent are we seeing black asset managers uh, Beginning to define a black credit risk model, for example, that 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 allocates capital towards other sectors of the economy that they have a lower risk appetite for. So, for example, townships where most of 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 black people have grown up in, they have they might have a lower risk uh, uh, um, profile for townships than what a white a- asset manager would have. Are we seeing them do that, or are they simply putting their money where white asset managers would have uh, traditionally put their money?
0: Remember when the asset owner gives you a mandate, it comes with a mandate
1: hmm. as
0: to where you should, you should, you should put that money okay yeah. so they are defined by that and also by the Fd but they are products. We need people to start putting products together, and this is what I'm picking up. Most of the black managers are sitting around uh, uh trying to come up with a, 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 a an innovative approach to say what sort of product can we actually put in the market? that will actually make sure that we change the economic culture mm. uh, of this country at the same time while you're making the decent return,
2: yeah. you understand? Yeah.
0: So that's basically some of the, the conversations that some say you need more time to discuss this topic because it's much broader. Uh, than 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 you look at on a, a narrow
1: basis. Okay, so we have to let you go now. But uh, if you say we need more time, then uh, I, I guess that's a commitment to from you to come through, so we can have a full hour with you and debate these issues. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank, Thank you. man. You uh, safe travels. Thank you. So uh, there we have it. Um, it's a. Uh, It's unclear to me whether I think that these black organizations have... Actually, spend time. You know, we we spoke we spoke last week and the week before that about the essence of blackness. We continue to speak about uh, black professionals, but it's unclear to me yet, given the answers that Triposa Triposa has given, on whether they there is an understanding of what does it mean uh, beyond the skin color to have a person who is black. What what what? How do we move beyond the skin color uh, and move into areas of a black culture and how that is it practice and translated into the corporate setting um and into decision making um it is it is uh, a sad reality that only 408 billion rand of the six point is it eight point nine trillion rand that is under management that is capital the, that gets invested only only four hundred and eight billion rand of that which represents just four point six percent of all assets um, is is managed by black asset managers but then the question is of that four hundred and eight billion rand, what are the decisions that they 're taking that indicate that they are black asset managers or do they simply uh, Continue to perpetuate the same sort of thinking, uh, thinking cycles that other asset managers, uh, for example, white asset managers, would perpetuate. So I think it is worth uh, it is worth more conversation. She says that we need more time to discuss these things. Um, I would certainly love to have her back in studios, and we will do that. Um, moving forward the next the next guest that we will have uh, is is sandy lezungu he is a uh, vice president at uh, the black business council now there's also another interesting conversation because uh, the black business council says it is the voice of black business in south africa um it is quite interesting if you read some of their their, their material and so on they 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 continue to say that nothing's changed the situation in the country remains the same I'm confused though. We do have some black leaders in 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 um within black within business. We have some black CEOs. Um but to what extent are we seeing them make the changes that they need to make um or to drive what Triforce mentioned as the black agenda? Are they even doing that um or are they are they simply sitting on their laurels? Um it's one thing that uh relative to the broader population um we don't have we don't have uh A lot of black business managers, but uh, of those that are there, are they demonstrating um, at least an understanding or are they demonstrating uh, that they're pushing this thing called a black agenda? Again, the question becomes, what is a black agenda? Black, uh, as we have uh, spent the past three weeks discussing, is a very confusing thing. Um, when you go beyond simply just the color of your skin, what does it mean? How does it mean in terms of the way that you lead people? We know that culturally, uh, it's, it's, it's understandable. You know, when you're sitting there in your, in group of friends and they say, ah, oh, that is such a black thing to do. We get it, right? You, you immediately we get that, ah, oh, that is such a black thing to do. But in an organization, are we able to look at leaders and say, wow, that is such a black way to lead. And who are, the 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 leadership uh, prototypes or role models um, for for black leadership that that show a very distinct way of leading that we can ascribe to blackness in as much as we say that corporates are defined a lot by uh, white the white male. Uh, character in the way in which they're just uh, hardcore, uh, very individualistic, and so on. They seem to be molded in the image of white males, um, as, as has been said uh, numerous times. Now, the question is that uh, if they were to be mold, uh, created in the mold of black females, what would that look like? What does that look like in terms of the decisions they take? What does that look like in terms of... Um, where the strategies, where they decide they're going to compete, how they decide how they're going to compete. Um, and, and is there enough emphasis being placed on that? Have we actually thought about uh, presenting an alternative business culture, one that uh, moves us beyond just uh, uh, replicating the same old, same old, and beginning to own the space as black people? I am talking a lot. Uh, we're going to get our guest on just in a bit. Um, and uh, Bulelani doesn't want to join me he is walking out of the studio Baliza is also just totally not interested um but i think it is it is important that we we just make sure that we understand the the conversation thus far has started with uh, an individual look uh, what does it mean to be a black person um but people are now using this as you know black organizations now we need to ask the question what does it mean to be a black organization and and that's the conversation that we're having today uh, um, so, interesting statistics, of course, coming from, uh, 27 seven four investments, uh, who, um, do this BE, BEE economics, um, survey every year that, uh, so little money in the, in the, in the economy is managed by black people. Now, a lot of that money is black people's money. Uh, a lot of that money is, 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 is in the hands of the Public Investment Corporation, which is pension fund money, and a lot of the money sitting in there is the pensions of black people now. Uh, In which ways are the decisions that are made in terms of investing uh, that money? um, How do they favor the communities in which uh, those black people come from? Um, It is one thing that you have... Uh, you have all of this money, and it's black people's money. But if, those, if that money is being used uh, to continue to perpetuate the economic inequalities that happen in South Africa, then there's something horribly wrong with the system. Uh, and we need to look at it and ask ourselves, uh, what does it mean? Uh, when I asked about the credit risk models, uh, whenever – investors decide who they're going to loan money to or even who they're going to invest in they run uh, they 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 do these things called credit risk models that's basically it's like you going and asking for a loan at the bank and they say okay based on the fact that you are this age or you're doing this or you're doing that um we're going to loan you money or we're not going to loan you money or we're going to loan you money at a higher interest rate those are largely objective but there is subjectivity in it so How do you decide, uh, that, uh, going into a township is more risky than going into a suburb, for example? Uh, if I tell my white friend and say, hey, let's go in, let's jump into, let's go to Alex, for example, at a certain time. Um, the question then is, how are you going to feel? How am I going to feel? And how are you going to feel? We're both facing the same risks and we're all facing the same conditions in Alex. Um, but then the question is, Um, what do we then do um, moving into there? How do we get into that? We go in with very different perceptions of risk, and how are those perceptions of risk then translated into the way that we make decisions around where we invest and and what we do with with those investments and how we monitor those investments? Right, so… We now have uh, the vice president of the Black Business Council, uh, Mr. Sandy Lesungu, on the line, uh, joining us discussing uh, this topic. What does it mean to be black, and particularly, what does it mean to be a black organization? Good morning, Mr. Zungu. Uh,
2: good morning. Good morning, and thank you for
1: having me. It's a great pleasure. Thank you for coming through. Uh Mr. Zungu, we just got off the line with uh, Trifosa Ramano, the the president of the Association for Black Securities and Investment Professionals and we were asking a very simple question that we have we've been doing this series now for the past 3 weeks and we found that in asking this question it's actually a little bit more complicated than we thought it was. Uh uh what does it mean to be black? So you as the Black Business Council also say you are Black Business You could say you're just Business Council, but you say you're Black Business Council. What is it about you that makes you black?
2: Okay, just for clarity, um, I was until yesterday the Vice President of the Black Business Council. Okay. Um, as a former uh, leadership collective, we've headed, headed over the reins to a new leadership uh, team.
1: Fantastic.
2: Um, but I still, obviously, am very entitled to can answer that question, which yes. is a very important question. Um, you know, the in, in the nineteen seventies, um, uh, Stephen Bantu Beagle, um and uh, the Black Consciousness Movement and uh, made it possible for all of us to assert ourselves in terms of uh, who we are. Um, and uh, 30, 40 years later, um, it is still fashionable um, for black people, when they're assembled and organizing themselves, um, to present themselves first and foremost as as black people, mm. um, and to identify themselves as such, um, in part as a, as a way of saying um, we, have a, a past, um, we have a shared past, we have a shared destiny, um, and in another way to say we are proud of who we are, um, but at the same time. Uh, not saying so with any sense of arrogance um, or, uh, you know, looking down upon those who are non-black. And mm. uh, so in a way, um, for us as the Black Business Council, we debated this issue very uh, extensively. Uh, We came up with a number of permutations, and we we, we felt at the end of that discourse that uh, it was probably appropriate to call ourselves the Black Business uh, Council. And um, I think that argument uh, still holds up to today.
1: So, uh, calling yourselves the Black Business Council, you you reference uh, Bantu Stephen Biko. Uh, who said that blackness was was beyond just uh, the color of one's skin? It was uh, a mental attitude, and so on. So, what is the mental attitude of a black business council um, that would distinguish it as a specifically black organization?
2: We we, we see ourselves as uh, believe it or not as as one of the um, you know very few organizations in the world um that um are seeking to to promote the ascendancy of uh, black people in the economic sphere um and uh, the, the 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 objective of promoting black people in the economic sphere um and the rationale thereof is underpinned by a very sad set of um, uh, realities. Um, If you look at uh, where black people are, uh, whether in a continent like Africa, where they're the dominant population uh, group, um, or in diaspora, whether in Americas, uh, including the Caribbean, uh, or in Europe or Asia, um, we tend to occupy the lowest uh, ranks in society, especially in the economic sphere. Uh, we tend to be more in the streets begging. Uh, we tend to be providers of labour, uh, cheap labour for that. Um, we tend to be the um, the bleeding for call it um, special dispensation on economic sphere. Um, even in countries like South Africa, where we're a majority, um, we 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 own less than ten percent of the economy. Uh, some will say three percent only. Um, let's be generous and say ten percent, but it's still uh, very very low compared to the balance, which is um, by extension owned by. Um, and controlled by by white South Africans, uh, who constitute less than uh, the 10% of the population um, of this country. Um, so, so, so the rationale um, for for us to organise ourselves and for us to to promote this cause um, is not a South African, uh, 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 almost like objective is a global objective, Um, and to the extent that we inspire um, our counterparts in diaspora to uh, wake up and do it for themselves, um, it it becomes very important. Um, And to the extent that we we encourage um, people in Kenya um, whose economy is controlled or is dominated by people of Indian descent uh, who may, yes, have settled in Kenya for many years or decades. Uh, if you look at economies like uh, Ghana, um, people who, who control the trade will be people of Lebanese descent. Um, so, so this sickness this, uh, of uh, black people being in the lowest rungs of the economic ladder, um, even in Africa, is something that needs to be tackled um, head-on and the role of organizations like the, the Black Business Council uh, um, being at the forefront of such uh, becomes very, very important. So we're not engaging in a in an exercise self serving, short termism, um and, uh, and and narrow. Um this is much this is a very very much part of a, a, a broader uh, global movement to to say to black people uh, the lowest ranks that's not where you belong ultimately. You are destined for greatness mm. and uh, you, you better organize yourselves.
1: Mr. Zungu, now you speak about uh, black people obviously occupying mm um or or owning a very small proportion of uh, the economic wealth of the country uh, in relation to their, uh, their 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 proportions in terms of population numbers um so of course that is a legitimate struggle in terms of making sure that black black people own uh, more of the economy, but to the extent of that which black people already own, you mentioned that 10% of, let's say, assets are in the hands of black people. Uh, to be generous, uh, w- what in the way that those assets are are invested tells us that uh, there are black companies. So we see a lot of those assets invested in white companies and uh, for minority stakes, um, and and that money then being recycled and being reinvested in other white companies, uh, you're not seeing that money necessarily going to grow black businesses, other black businesses. So it's one thing that the money is in the hands of black people, but is their mindset of, the, of those black people and are the decisions that they're making reflective of uh, an understanding of the black agenda, as Triforce Romano mentioned?
2: we let's let's make no um uh, mistake the challenges that are facing us are enormous um someone worked it out that um a rent in a a jewish community will circulate 18 times before it leaves that community and they will trade among themselves or encourage others to actually come and spend money with uh, Jewish service providers um, who will take the proceeds and buy property uh, from other Jewish uh, estate agents or Jewish sellers Um, and um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that Uh, the the higher sense of consciousness um, among them is probably among other things that makes them very successful. Um, when black people organize themselves and want to emulate that um, there will be a flood of um, self-haters among ourselves um, who will even frown at the black business council calling itself black um, anything um, and uh, they will naturally be opposition from um, our compatriots who are not black who will see this as a threat and they will uh, use the media to castigate those who are at the forefront of such an endeavor um and uh, i think there's ample evidence to that effect um but there's a flood of issues that we have to address and the uh, Roma was never built in one day and let's not um, drown simply from the enmity uh, of the challenges ahead of us uh, let's bite this uh, big elephant um piece by piece um we've got a a, a huge backlog and so it may well be that um, even just you know soaking in our system the fact that Black business Council is called Black, and allowing people to mull over this issue and probably appreciate and, um, and, you know, help it to, or use it to build the consciousness among people. Even if you take two decades to do that and, and, and rebuild the self-esteem among our people, um, it's a step in the right direction. Of course, we don't have too much time on our side. We've got to still tackle these issues. Uh, of um, now, once we've got a <clears throat> business, um, what is the extent of your involvement in the business? What sort of, se- of sectors do you invest in? And how to ensure that um, the world they've created benefits uh, the, the need among ourselves? Um, those are some of the challenges that you must not um, push uh, by to, to the side. And yeah. uh, let's let, let's appreciate them but um, let's be very careful not to 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 flat ourselves with worries and mm. say, you know, um, as if uh, any of these challenges is a singular most important uh, challenge. The challenge is about how do you, how do you move uh, black people up the economic ladder, uh, or in a holistic uh, manner.
1: Mr. Um, Zongo, so- so that that being understood, I think the the, the question then still remains so you you reference the Jewish example that uh iran uh moves around eighteen times, uh, but then we look at uh what's what 's called b e e companies or black investment companies, and you look at their investment decisions and you realize that uh, their first rent is immediately going into white companies. Uh, they are not going into uh, uh, black companies to grow those black companies, to take their capital and grow the capital base uh, of black companies. The, the money immediately gets invested uh, into white companies. Uh, what 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 does that reflect? Because then you're simply investing right alongside white money, um, and you're not growing black business. So how how do we think about um, a black investment culture or mindset.
2: Well, I mean, like like I said, Rory um, sang you know the the challenges you are putting on the table um, are just some of the challenges. There are many other challenges. Mm. Um, you know, I, I will argue that maybe uh, for me, very important is to raise the, the social consciousness among black people uh, to appreciate who they are. And to ensure that uh, even uh, social will become a majority. At the moment, we are a social minority. Um, you know, the things are centered on a Eurocentric, Eurocentric way of life. Uh, even some of our own historical uh, traditional beliefs are still deemed to be superstitious. Um, and you cannot even begin to to to. Win that argument around how to build black capital when people still uh, frown upon being perceived as black, when people still uh, don't want to associate with black because they, they, they see that as a symbol of inferiority. So I'm saying that, uh, you know, the, the, the challenges you are highlighting um, are probably not even secondary challenges, but are tertiary challenges in the context of people who don't appreciate. Um, the power that they possess in them, uh, who are still um, mesmerized by four hundred years of colonialism and apartheid mm. uh, so there's a lot of work still to be done on the social consciousness of the people and uh, that notwithstanding um, you are raising a very important question: how do we ensure that um, among those who are um, who are uh, socially and um, psychologically and mentally uh sharp. um how do they we impress upon them to do more uh, with the capital that are acquired um it it is true that um you know some of the the, the criteria that we, we that we use for investment is how can I make a twenty five percent r this year and next year um and how can I um, secure that is by investing in companies with um a, a, a track record of profit history. Um and by extension those will tend to be not uh, black owned and controlled companies because the track record is possibly too thin on the clock. And therefore that becomes a self perpetuating um you know, myth. Um it becomes a self perpetuating um you know uh, effort is undermining ourselves uh, so there are many other investment criteria that will have to be looked at if black capital needs to um you know grow uh, through assistance from ourselves mm. so i i suppose the point i'm making is that your question is a very important question but it, it doesn't have a simplistic answer because if you- if for example you ask um, Sandile. And say, so Sandile, you have a, a superior consciousness. Um, we, I've heard you on radio talk about uh, developing black capital. Now give me the money. I want to build um, my radio station. Um, and I'll say, but I, I, I would love to. But um, the mandate of my own uh, family trust says I must reinvest this money. But um, with the, the business plan that talks about an R out of 25%, and let me not invest all of it in startups. Uh, maybe only 10% in startups, and mm. the balance in established businesses with a track record of uh, of, of profit performance. Mm. Um, and that basically cuts out a lot of um, call it aspirant black entrepreneurs who may want to to, to develop themselves yeah. at the back of those who have succeeded.
1: Babzungu, let me test something with you. Um, does does the, the following have any meaning to you? If I say manzini, geda, kakwabini, senwayo, hamashe, nyamagaishi, isha, does that does that any of that make any sense to you?
2: Um you know, it makes me wanna urinate. It makes me wanna urinate. <laughs> uh, yes. um, thank you so much for doing this that search. Yeah, well. Now, ngosandi Yeah, How much now, don't that- I come
1: is a uniquely black thing it it speaks to black culture you and i just had a secret handshake that a lot of our listeners would not even understand where it's coming from is there a black style of leadership in a similar sense where it is a uniquely black thing that you say you know that man is leading like a black person of heightened consciousness is there, is there a black style of leadership because it seems like you know, you can't tell the difference. If you look at the decisions that are made at a corporate level, if you look at uh, the strategies and so on, you can't really... It doesn't matter whether a CEO is black or white. The decisions seem to reflect a sameness. Is there such a thing where we can, just as we've done yours, tagazerlo uh, do the same thing for within a black leadership context?
2: Look, uh, there, there are people who are eminent... Um, scholars on leadership. I think if you talk to someone like Ruell um I'll encourage you to invite him sometime. Mm. Um, he possibly has done a lot more research on um, you know on leadership, um, value-based, values-based, uh, authentic African kind of leadership uh, in the in in the corporate context. Um, I'm still mulling over that question, because um, you you've provoked me into thinking really um using that um you know uh, analogy of the et um mm. you know if there is any comparison into the first styles of leadership um I think there is there is a way in which we arrive at consensus there is a way in which we we we, we, we lead our charges or people who are, uh, uh, you know, under us that um, can be, you know, analyzed and described as uniquely, um, you know, African um, or uniquely us. The only problem is that um, in the corporate sphere, because uh, the the, the dominant um, philosophy in corporate leadership uh, tends to be Eurocentric. Uh, the people who make it to the front page of the Fortune uh, magazine or the the the, the Forbes magazine uh, will tend to be people who have made it um, in that context, um, and they are described as hard, ruthless, uh, single-minded, mm. uh, dictatorial, having dictatorial streaks, mm. um, and uh, and and people want to emulate those. To succeed in a corporate ladder so um, context becomes very important therefore that uh, our the African style of leadership in the corporate environment um, probably doesn't have much precedence um, and and uh, now that uh, is, is, is worthy of um, elevating and talk about because that's not if it is there it's not accompanied by um, call quality uh, uh, performance prowess, yeah. uh, and therefore it, it can only be celebrated, but uh, as, as a novelty, the, rather than as the, the, the most deserving,
1: in uh, case where Let me then ask a provocative question uh, along that line. Um, what then, if if there are there, uh, those that reflect uh, a black style of leadership, um or black leadership culture, along with performance. Uh, who are the the shining lights in this example? Um, one of our listeners is asking a question and saying, "Why do your organization, organizations such as the Black Business Council, for example, keep quiet um, at the failings and 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 the dismal failings of some black leaders? Because it it distorts the image of what black leaders are." Uh, our, our listener references Khadi Mutweneing, for example, and say, "You know, there's there's just a deafening silence from the likes of the Black Business." Council and other prominent black leaders um, and it is beginning to distort the image and the reputation of black leaders and it, it begins to be taken as a given that this is how black people lead uh, why is there this silence uh, and is this also not uh, an erosion of all of the work that you've put in
2: well I mean uh, the issue of um, Saudi is a, is, a, is, a, is a topical issue, it's not a BBC issue Uh, It's not a black um, leadership organization issue. Uh, It's a South African issue. And I'll be very surprised if uh, the public perception of uh, Saudi will be improved or worsened by uh, a a, a comment from from the Black Business Council, Uh, either in his defense or in his, um, you know, uh, call it, uh, criticism, um, and so the question that we often ask—I often ask myself—is who sets the agenda, mm. um, and why must black organizations be sucked into other people's agenda, and um, why must black organizations uh, be, be be forced to prioritize their discourse based on someone else's sense of agency? Uh, why can't they set their own agenda and single-mindedly pursue that agenda, um, and be untethered by the clutter? Um, you know, simply because having an additional voice just won't make any difference. Um, what will what difference will it make if the BBC issues a statement, um, you know, persuading SAPC to respect, um, you know, the uh, the, the rulings? Um, of um, the public protector and to to implement the letter and the spirit of what those uh, rulings, including the constitutional court terminations, really uh, mean. Mm. Uh, What value will it make? Um, Yes, we'll be counted among those who have spoken out of, uh, fair enough, but uh, what about our own priorities to elevate and to fast-track and to deepen uh, black participation in the economy.
1: But would you not let me say? Just, l- let me just ma- let yes, me just sir.
2: make one example. Mm. One one example. You know, the Black Business Council um, identified the the, you know, the the triple PFA mm. um, as a, a back pay. Um, we identified this as the single most uh, important impediment. Uh, to our um, doing business with the state. Um, and we, from the, from the date of our launch, um, we, we said this is our number one enemy. Um, and uh, everything else doesn't matter. If the state cannot procure your services, um, simply because terms of triple PFA, um, you do not qualify. But a company like Bitvest uh, will qualify. A company um, like Caxton uh, uh, will be on top of the list. Uh, it doesn't matter. You can scream until you are blue in the face. If mm-hmm. we are a constitutional democracy, if we are a government based on law, um, then you can't do business with the state to the extent that you deem it um, in unnecessary. So we fought against the triple BFA. Yesterday, the President announced that that will be repealed. Mm. It's a huge victory, and we've made we've scored a huge victory on our agenda. And that's very important to us.
1: Baba now, now we're, we're now, running uh, out of time. I'm just worried. I, <laughs> I, I just want to make sure that I, I understand this. Uh, I think we're going to have to get you into studio so we can have a longer conversation about it. But. Uh, sure. Is it not part of your agenda? As I understand it, the Black Business Councils uh, in 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 your you you had a conference that just ended yesterday, and uh, part of the conference pack speaks about black talent uh, uh, occupying the commanding heights uh, of leadership in corporate South Africa. Now, uh, when you don't speak, and this is not part of your agenda, when 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 people there's so few black leaders occupying commanding heights of 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 corporate society that uh, when one uh, does not reflect the values that you've spoken about. Is that not a big thing? Is that is that not part of the agenda, or, or, or irrespective of who's driving another agenda? Uh, is this not and this is not a cloudy issue specifically? I think it's an issue across the board. For example, uh, the past chairman of the Black Business Council, Patrice Motsipe is lead shareholder in African Rainbow Minerals. Uh, uh, he has a white CEO and a board made up of seven black people and seven white people, and an executive steering committee where 10 of the 24 members are black. He recently launched African Rainbow Capital with two white co-CEOs and three other black team members in a team made up of nine. So you keep having these things. It's, as I say, it's not just a cloud moods winning issue, but we are seeing people who occupy, the black people who occupy those commanding heights uh, not reflecting maybe what we would term as a heightened consciousness around blackness uh is that is that not counter to your to your agenda as as like the black business council
2: um like, like, I, like I said I mean from time to time um you will have perfect examples of uh contradictions into what you stand for and the practice. Um, and I'm not responding to specific uh, examples that you cited, mm. uh, because I don't believe that um, I'm, I'm, I'm well placed to mm. can really give a comment. Um, you will you you will have perfect uh, ironies uh, where we say we we left much to the left, and uh, some of us or the whole body marches to the right, mm. um, and um, it is to be expected. That, um, you know, the struggle uh, as it continues, it veers left and right and goes up and down. But, uh, I think what matters is are we moving forward or are we moving backwards? Um, our argument is that uh, we've got to be proud uh, of the, the, um, you know, of, of the fact that today we are criticizing, uh, uh you know, or you are, you are, alluding to, the a veiled concern around AM. The very fact that we are talking about AM, uh, to us, is, the, is overall success. Hmm. Um the very fact that, um, you know, uh, uh, Saudi um, is, a, is a topical issue, um, is itself a, a success, because um, he is a, a, a person who is at the center of a debate. Um, one may argue, yes, for wrong reasons, uh, because there's a flouting of the rules, uh, quite clearly. Mm. Um, there's a, the, an attempt at undermining uh, the letter and the spirit of um, what will have been pronouncements by the public protector and uh, the constitutional court, quite clearly. Mm. Um, but the very fact that um, some of our people uh, make for a, a public discourse. Um, it is, in my opinion, humble opinion, an indication that we are arriving. Um, Some may argue that we have arrived, but we now have to perfect our narrative. But very important, absolutely important, is that we must just make sure that we don't sidetrack into other people's agendas.
1: Yeah. And,
2: and and that is, it, it is. A, please don't insult me on that one. Yes. It's very important. We must just make sure that we don't um you know, get fucked into pursuing into being a bird. Almost a ramrods. Mm. Um, and 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 uh, lap dogs for other people's agendas. Bab so, and our own agenda and yes. single-mindedly
1: pursue an agenda. I'm just—we've we, run out of time, unfortunately, and I know you also have to go at 10 a.m. But I think this is a conversation worth having further, and uh, we will certainly be in touch about uh, uh, broadening that conversation because I think it is really important. But thank you so much uh, for for joining us this morning.
2: And, and thank you for having me. I really appreciate it and enjoy
1: the discussion. Thank you, Babzongo. Thank you very much. Pleasure, pleasure. All right. So I have to get out of here. My time is up. Palisa has been indicating, uh, Bula has just been laughing at me here. Um, so that's it, guys. Uh, what do you have to say about that? You can tweet me on at Rory Shabalala. Um, and, and comment. What, what do you have to say about this? One of our listeners, uh, says, the, the, the guests that we have are great ambassadors of black excellence. Uh, what's your take? So I'm outta here. Uh, I'm gonna close off with babes Wodumo Wololo just because she is the Minister of Finance in South Africa. This is CliffCentral.com.